This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Visit the podcasts page for show notes and links. Remember to like, share, and comment to help me grow. Henshin Inspection presents Ultraman Z, episode 31. Actually, it's uh, Henshin Inspection presents Going Ultra. I'm experimenting with a new format, so here we go. Uh, yeah, Going Ultra, talking about Ultraman Z, episode 18, which is entitled... <laughs> It didn't save. Uh, something about revisiting, uh, re- re-challenging 2020? Oh, boy. This is a mess. How, how did this happen? My, my document apparently did not update on my phone, which now I'm scanning through it and seeing, does it have the rest of my information on here? It looks like it does. It looks like it does. It's something about uh, the re-challenge of 2020, but you'll have to look in the show notes for that because uh, I don't have it here and I don't have time to go grab it back. Anyway, the original airing of this episode of Ultraman Z was October 24th, 2020. The writer is Jun Sugita and the director is Takanori Tsujimoto. I'm going to go right into the ultra bad of this episode. Is this a little soon to revisit Haruki's reticence to fight and kill? Kind of feels that way for me. Uh, Kaori being kind of naked felt unnecessary. This sort of thing works way better in animation, or anime specifically. I found it distracting and weird. I'm thinking about, like, Digimon uh, Tamers or Season 3, whatever you want to call that, where they're bio-merging and stuff. I mean, it it works there. Sailor Moon, again, during her transformation, it works there. The only... I was going to say the only Glitter Force I know. The only Precure I know is Glitter Force. um, And I don't know if Saban would have... uh, Saban and Nickelodeon or whoever would have... Or I guess Netflix at the time would have censored that stuff if there was any like quasi-nudity as they were transforming. I don't think that's how it went, but anyway. Uh, moving on from there. So I, I find it distracting and weird. If they made more of her um, skin pure white uh, so as to obscure it, that would make sense. Like, you know, it looks like white light and then it turns to flesh tone, but I think the point is to emphasize her humanity and increase Haruki's anguish, uh, but I have a hard time separating adult nudity from sexuality. Uh, I'm sure my eldest child would be made uncomfortable by these moments, um, seeing, like, uh, you know, almost seeing a woman's breasts. Uh, and I wonder how it came across for kids in Japan. Uh, my eldest is 10, by the way, so uh, I think that would be, yeah, it'd be bothersome. So, uh, yeah, and it definitely made me uncomfortable. I thought, like, oh, I'm glad I wasn't watching this with the kids. Um, but of course it's a totally different culture. Not that I'm into cultural relativism, but you know, there are differences and I think that's one of them. But anyway, uh, moving on to the stuff that's ultra cool. Uh, Kimura's design, Kimura, Kimura, I don't know. Kimura's design is great. The fur, the long fingers, the cracks in the head and how they interplay with the eyes. Uh, it's a foreboding alien look. I even like the unearthly gait of his run. It's very cool. Uh, it's funny, there was a... I'm going to forget the name of it now, I think, but I was looking on the um, the wiki for notes on this episode. Not for notes, notes, but like for the director and writer and stuff. And it said that there's a voice drama where uh, Z and Zero are together, and uh, he's telling him... <laughs> Z has to learn the difference between... I think it's Alien Zoltan and Kimur, because they are very similar. And in fact, I thought it was Kimur. I was like, oh, this is like that guy in the Ultraman, you know, 2011 anime adaptation. No, it's not. That's the Zatan or Zoltan or whatever. Uh, I think it's Zatan. Um, and they look similar because they have that syndri- cylindrical head with the cracks in the eyes and stuff, or maybe it's just the one eye. But anyway, they're similar enough that it, it tripped me up, and it's funny that it tripped up Z2. But, I, like, I, things like that, I wonder, like, what was Tsuburai thinking back in the day? Like, hey, we're going to make these aliens that look really close to each other, but they're totally not each other, and there's just going to be these minor differences. And, like, was it that, or was it like, hey, we need that suit. Oh, we lost parts of that. Let's just hack something together. Um, you know, we'll kitbash it, and it'll be fine. 
uh, it'll be a different alien. Nobody saw that season a couple years ago. The kids won't care. Um, I wonder if that's that if that's the attitude or, or, or what it is. And when I say super, I don't mean AG super. I mean super productions because I don't know for how long he was involved um, and how deeply. So anyway, uh, just kind of fun. Um, another ultra cool thing was when Kimura starts to emerge from Kaori in that abandoned, not warehouse, but like, I don't know, fairground place. Uh, I got strong Deadite vibes. Uh, if you have seen Army of Darkness or Evil Dead 2, better yet, uh, you know exactly what I mean, and it's very, very cool. A, a loud truck is about to drive by, and uh, I'm not going to create an endpoint or anything. I'm just going to talk about the vicissitudes of life and how... Uh, oh, no, he's slowing down. Maybe I shouldn't mention him. Anyway, don't worry about it. We'll just keep going. Uh, moving on to the ultra good. Uh, all the night scenes were a lot of fun. Playing with darkness allowed for some beautiful scenes, like when Z's face is reflecting in the water as Haruki is unable to commit to killing Kaori trapped in Kimura. Uh, and then Yoko going inside of the fairground, I presume, uh, with the shutdown carousel looked really good. Uh, there was... Uh, some nice creepy music that made the scene feel tense and it felt like peak X-Files as Haruki was trying to go get to her uh, but was just too late. It's like a Mulder Scully uh, thing where they're hunting somebody down and then something super creepy happens one of them gets attacked and of course they're left alive as the other one finds someone. Oh no, where'd the guy go? You know, anyway, I, big, big, big X-Files fan here. Uh, moving on to the Ultra Deep. Uh, I don't really have something well-formed to say here and I'm actually going to reformat my, uh, my methodology for uh, doing these analyses so I don't have to be bogged down so much by uh, sticking to the format quite like this. So, but here's my best try on, on, on getting deep. We have learned that kaiju are people too, from the red, you know, from a certain point of view. From the Red King incident, Haruki couldn't go through with killing Kaori to stop the abduction of so many people by the Kimur reign. Uh, Beliorok was so itchy to slice something that he resigned to separating Kaori from Kimur just to get at Kimur. Uh, what is the moral calculation here? I am sure Kaori is glad to be alive, but she did ask Haruki to kill her to stop Kimur before. How does all that balance out? So the best case scenario is Kimura stops its evil, lets Kaori go, uh, or and all the others go, and returns to his race to enlighten them, and uh, it all works out well for everybody. Worst case scenario is Z brutally kills Kimura and Kaori, and uh, all the vanished people remain missing. Kimura's kin, you know, including Yoko, uh, Kimura's kin eat them or merge with them or whatever, and they are lost from Earth forever. The second best uh, situation, I guess, would be what happened here, which is uh, the good are saved and the bad is destroyed. Um, but it's just, I don't know, that feels kind of unsatisfactory. Uh, I feel like there should be something more. If we're going to explore this point again, like, we really need to get into it. So I, I have some questions and some thoughts based on, on what happened here. Uh, Haruki and Z are de facto heroes because they were able to save all the good and get rid of the bad. But they couldn't have done it without Belirok. And he did it for a selfish reason. What if Haruki had just shot Kaori uh, and been done with it earlier? Uh, would that have been heroic? Um, even if he was, you know, if he fully understood what was going on and did it for a good reason, would that have been heroic? Uh, what if Kaori had been, uh, had succeeded in killing Kimura by herself? Uh, would that have been heroic? Uh, typically, someone ending their own life isn't seen as heroic, but then again, you've got examples of noble sacrifices in different places, but it seems like the overriding or yeah the, the overriding or more important thing to be shown here is the unwillingness to kill an innocent person and um but then again if an innocent person kills themselves or allows themselves to be killed in order for people to be saved we see that as heroic noble godly uh you know that sort of thing so uh, i don't know and and again i think i've talked about this multiple times with this show i've been talking about multiple shows simultaneously though um is it, do your intentions matter? How much do your intentions matter if in the end you save people, even if you did it on accident or for a bad reason? Um, and I can't remember, but I think, I, I think in the past I've said it doesn't matter 
to you necessarily, but it definitely matters to those people you save. So that's kind of more important to, to do the saving without the right intention. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, I'm moving on to, to ranking the episode. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. Ultraman Z18 Rechallenge from the year 2020. That's where I copied down the name of the episode. Uh, has some neat things going for it, but overall I found it lacking. Kimura tells Haruki, you're like me, when it senses the presence of Z within him. It is a neat moment and an interesting parallel, but I don't know what it amounts to, or, or that it amounts to much. Uh, it seems like a soft retread of Red King and Horoboros, which I mentioned before, and it feels too soon to me. The creepiness and atmosphere were fun, but not quite enough to distract me from how these theme, or yeah, how these themes of equality and the burden of choosing to kill are being belabored. It doesn't feel like a foundation is being laid. It feels like we're running in circles. So that's pretty much all I have to say about the episode. Um, I've got a new uh, outro uh, coming up soon, so you know, listen for that. Uh, I'm going to mention the fact that I have a support page where you can check out my Redbubble designs. The Redbubble designs are also linked at the bottom of this uh, of the show notes for this episode uh, on the blog, not elsewhere in the video formats. Although maybe I should just go ahead and do that too. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll think about that and I'll, I'll do it if it seems appropriate. Um, but the other thing is, uh, I have an artist that I've contacted for uh, Avon the Glowbug, which is my ongoing tokusatsu slash really Ultraman-inspired comic, or not comic. <laughs> That'll be later. That'll be next year, 2022. Look out for Ultra or uh, tokusatsu-inspired comics coming from from uh, MJ Munoz. Um, but the uh, the book, it's a children's picture book inspired by Ultraman, and uh, I'm actually doing rough drafts for all the pages because. Uh, I have a, an eye for the cinematography, basically, for the book, and I want this artist to execute it in a, you know, in a much more refined form um, than I could produce, uh, but um, I'm going to do all the rough drafts because I have a very specific vision, and I want that vision to come through, so I'll be working with, with him pretty soon. Uh, I got really inspired, though, in writing, uh, in doing this, and it made me think about, I got to work on my subsequent two books, because I really wanted to be a three-book series, three book series uh, that's all inspired by Ultraman. Kamen Rider, then Super Sentai, and uh, I really hope people will enjoy it. I have big plans for it, so stay tuned for that. Um, also, uh, you know, stay tuned for everything else going on here. Uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass off to myself for the actual outro of the episode, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, again, this was like a middle-tier episode of Ultraman Z for me. Mostly, you know, had I seen it on its own in a different point, context, maybe I would have liked it more. But uh, following up on these other stories, uh, Horroboros and, uh, and whatever the other one was, it just feels like it's a little too much. A little too much. And, uh, you know, the series, there's only a few episodes left, I believe. And uh, I don't know. I want to see it, you know, push in a new direction. I, I want to know what's going on with the the, you know, Celebro and, and, and Juggler and all these other people. So, uh, let's get back to that stuff. Anyway. Uh, thank you for your time and attention. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, check out my growing collections of analysis, art, and fiction. You can also visit mjmunoz.com support to check out my latest designs and more. I welcome critique to improve my craft, so don't hold back and comment or rather, don't hold back any comments you have for me. I leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out.